welcome back to episode 12 of the Faithful Mom Boss Podcast. I mean, just thank you for showing up with me here every week on this journey of life and motherhood and figuring out all of the things. <laughs> I was talking to my beautician and I was just telling her that, you know, I think sometimes people get the impression that the title of my podcast, Faithful Mom Boss, means that like I have it all together and I have all the answers. And I was like, oh no, like <laughs> not at all. I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey to walking in alignment with my highest self to my full potential and in alignment with who God has called me to be. And so that's really what this podcast is for. It's for you to be on this journey with me to share the wisdom that I've obtained this far in my 37 years on this earth. So you're coming with me on the journey. I do not have all the answers for you, nor will I ever say that I do. But I do know if you stick with me here that you will grow. You will get insights into some personal finance areas you may have never considered or thought about before. You will get insights into how to integrate your faith with your everyday life. You'll get insights into how to take care of yourself from a nutritional standpoint, from a fitness standpoint, because these are all things that I have nerded out on and explored and that I'm living through right now. You'll get helpful insights on just taking care of yourself as a mom now and what that actually entails and what that actually look like looks like. So I hope you stick with me on this journey and I just appreciate you if you've been showing up every week. It's so nice to know that. I have other moms and dads and men and women out there who keep showing up to hear what I want to share and say. So thank you. Okay, so on today's episode, I want to talk about how I started feeling good in my own skin again. So just to start off with some background on that, I think, and I wrote about this in a blog a little bit, but I feel like I have been like body conscious for a really long time. So like ever since I was a young teenager, I remember like being in the dressing rooms and looking at my legs and being like, oh my gosh, I have some big thighs and I really do y'all. So it's not like I was exaggerating, but at the time and in the culture I was in, it wasn't like it is now how, you know, thickness is appreciated these days, but you know, then it wasn't seen as beautiful. So I didn't see myself as beautiful. I thought I was awkward and I have knock knees, so I have these huge thighs, <laughs> and then the knees would go together with them, and I was just like, I'm not cute, and then I remember hearing like comments from friends, and I don't think they were trying to be mean, but just like, oh, people aren't going to like you for your body. They'll like you for your face, but not for your body, because it's kind of awkward, um, and so I think a lot of seeds had been planted early on that just kind of made me not feel the best in my own skin, and I remember dieting like very early on. Um, As a teenager, you know, you see your parents diet. Like I remember seeing my mom diet and she would do the Dr. Atkins and I would start doing it with her. So I remember like dipping warmed up hot dogs in ranch sauce, (laughs) which Dr. Atkins is very equivalent to what people call keto right now. So you're basically from a nutritional standpoint, you're eliminating predominantly eliminating carbohydrates, which is is one of the three main macronutrients. So your main macronutrients are protein, fats, and carbohydrates, also known as carbs. So with Dr. Atkins or keto, you know, you cut out a lot of the carbs so that you 
can lose weight. And basically, scientifically, the reason behind it is that you're eliminating an entire macronutrient. Therefore, you are limiting the number of calories that you're taking in. So each macronutrient has a certain number of calories tied to it. So if you're removing one of those, you're going to lower your calorie intake, which is a measurement of energy, right? So if you are lowering the amount that you're taking in by eliminating that macronutrient, it will help you to be in a calorie deficit, not a guarantee because you can still eat. You can still eat fats and proteins to a degree that's higher than what you're burning. So you will not be in a calorie deficit, but it's a strategy that people use, right? So not to get too sciencey into that because I can, but I just want to say I remember dieting very early on and then moving forward and getting into this space where like clean eating was a thing, which if you talk to anybody like who really studies the science behind all this, there's really no such thing as clean eating because I mean, unless you grow all of your food yourself on a farm and you raise all of the animals that you eat, I mean, like it's it would be very hard to have scientifically clean food. So anyway, like into the clean food space, which does lead you to focus more on like whole food sources. So that was definitely positive, right? Um, And then like, I remember discovering like the whole 30 diet and just a bunch of different things, right? And like, not really understanding the underlying science behind why individuals were successful on these diets. So just to go back a little bit too, like, when I had my like my first baby, it was really easy to like, I'm gonna say really easy, but it was fairly easy to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Like I just did this exercise I used to do called Jafferkin, which was a lot of intense cardio and mostly hit. So not like weightlifting at that point, but like lots of cardio, lots of movement. Um, and then I was busy with my baby. And so I was able to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Fast forward to my son, that was a different story. Um, both of my pregnancies, breastfeeding really helps me to lose that like initial first 30 pounds, but I gained like 50 pounds. Like, yeah, I gained around 50 pounds with each baby. So with my son, which is my second child, I lost like 25 pounds, maybe like through just breastfeeding and like the, the normal loss that you get, like the baby weighed eight pounds. So I lost weight from that, you know, a couple other things, the water weight, all the other stuff that you're carrying when you're, you're pregnant with a baby. But it was like for the longest time, I was not losing that last like 25 pounds. And I was just holding on to that. And if you're not careful and if you're not intentional about your health, it will fall behind. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I'm not using these as excuses, but as I look back, I can kind of see in hindsight why that was. So I have two small children at this time after having my baby. So I have two kids that are two or younger. That's a handful in of itself. I also went back after four months with my son. So I took four months off for maternity leave, then went back to a full-time job. Now this is 2019. So this is pre-COVID. So I was still commuting into an office every day like during my whole pregnancy. And then also once I returned to work from maternity leave with my son and the commute like round trip was probably almost an hour. And then there's the whole idea of if you're a working parent, you know that hustle and bustle, right? It's like, especially before COVID hit, it was 
Somebody's in charge of getting the kids dressed. Somebody's in charge of laying out their clothes. Someone's going to be in charge of getting them to school in the morning. So the way that we had done it was my husband would get my son and my daughter dressed for childcare in the mornings and he would drop them off. And then I would commute from work to go pick them up and take care a lot of the evening duties, which is like bath time, dinner, bedtime routines, all of that. So if you just think about the schedule that that entails, you could make it work and prioritize it if you really were intentional about it. But if you are not, you can just go through life in autopilot where you're just trying to get the next thing done. And that's where I was at. So I wasn't doing anything really to lose that baby weight that I still had. So Also, I had noticed that I was like eating out a lot. I used to prep all my meals, but I was eating out for lunch because I was so tired at the end of the day. It was like, seriously, after getting kids ready, after commuting to work, after working a nine hour day, after commuting home, after picking up children, after bathing them, getting them dinner, getting their stuff ready for the next day with my husband and I, it was like, wait, now I need to prep my meals. Like I just did not energetically have that in me. And I could have forced it, but I was so tired. I felt like I was always running on fumes. And I knew deep down that there was this health component, right? Like if I'm not taking care of myself physically, then I'm not going to optimize who I can be as a wife, as a mom, as a career woman, as someone who has other passions outside of those areas as well too. And I just got to a point where it was like day after day, I felt so uncomfortable in my own skin. My clothes, like my work clothes were extremely tight. Like I think I remember like a button busting open one time and just being like, well, I'm not surprised at that or like a zipper not aligning. And then just remember like feeling my body, like I could feel all of the belly rolls that would like sit and touch on top of each other. And it would just personally make me feel icky. And that's not shame. I'm not trying to shame myself or shame anybody else out there. We, I mean, a lot of us have some, some roles. I still do too. But for me personally, it did not feel good. I did not feel like myself and I did not feel comfortable in my own skin. I did not feel sexy. I did not feel healthy. And most importantly, my energy level was so low. So moving forward to part of my why, all of those things that I was feeling that I just talked about correlate and translated to my why. For one, I wanted to feel good and confident in my own skin again. And then number two, I wanted to have the energy to be able to do the things I wanted to do. And I also just wanted to feel feel good inside. Like I wanted to feel healthy. I want I didn't want to feel like heavy or weighted down by like greasy, heavy, super starchy foods and all of that. So I got to this point where I was seriously frustrated and seriously uncomfortable. And I've heard other people say this before like you don't really change. You don't make long lasting changes until you hit this point where you are just done. And that's where I was. I was done feeling like that. So my husband, I was talking to him and he mentioned, you know, you know, the best way to do all of that, the best way is to track your calories. And like, it's really hard when you hear that sometimes because it's like, there's all of these fad diets that are going on. 
that are going in your that you're seeing on social media that you're seeing everywhere and they can be tempting and they can seem sexy but even all of those from a science-based standpoint if you lose weight on any type of diet that you choose whether you decide to go vegan whether you decide to go keto whether you decide to do whole 30 or the paleo diet if you are successful with losing weight on those diets it is because the strategies behind them tend to lead you to being in a calorie deficit. The only way to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit. So what that means is I am taking in less calories or less energy. I'm taking in less energy, less calories than the amount of calories that I am burning through the way that my body metabolizes and burns the food, the way that I have my, which I don't wanna get too detailed, but you have your NEAT. So that's like the energy that you burn from just like natural movements. Like I'm moving my hands around right now when I'm talking, like that would be NEAT, you know, tapping your tapping your shoe while you're sitting down, that's your NEAT. And then also from your exercise. So those are all the ways that you burn calories. But... If that is less than what you're consuming, you're going to gain weight. If it's more than the calories you're consuming, then you'll be in a calorie deficit and you'll lose weight. And then if you want to maintain your weight, then you'll be at an equal energy balance standpoint, which means the calories in that you're taking versus the calories out that you're burning are equal. So you're burning 1,500 calories a day and you're consuming 1,500 calories a day. You're going to be at equilibrium. You're going to be at maintenance. That is the underlying science behind it. That's why I'm so drawn to it because you can get like caught up in all of these fad diets and everything else. But again, at the end of the day, if they are working from a science-based nutritional standpoint, it is because you are in a calorie deficit. Same thing with if you if you lose weight when you're vegan. When you're vegan, you're typically consuming less calories because you're consuming nutritionally dense foods. So you're getting full, just like Whole32, you're getting full off of these whole food sources that are more filling and therefore you're likely gonna be taking in less calories because you're not taking in calories from food sources that are calorie dense but low volume. So like think potato chips. It doesn't take that many potato chips to get to 200 calories in potato chips. It takes a lot of strawberries to get to 200 calories in strawberries, for example. So I was so drawn to that because I was so tired of trying different diets and being unsuccessful or only being moderately successful. But with tracking your calories, tracking your macros, you can get it down to the exact number to know exactly what it takes for you to lose weight. So all the BS is taken out. Like I'm here for it because you have to remember, I'm at a point where I am done with trying different diets and them not working because I'm at a point where I'm ready to change the way that I feel. And that's an important point to reach. And so I started tracking my calories and learning how to measure properly, learning how to measure liquid, learning how to measure protein, Learning how to create habits to where it becomes something that I just habitually do. Learning how to track accurately. I did that for a couple of months and I started losing weight consistently. That was only tracking calories. Then my husband introduced me to 
this app called Carbon Diet Coach. And that's what really changed the game for me because Carbon Diet Coach not only focuses on the energy balance formula that we just talked about, calories in, calories out, but it takes it to the next level because it incorporates macronutrients, which can be very useful and strategically used when you're losing weight. I'll give you one quick example about the science behind it. So for example, I have a daily protein goal that I have to reach, right? Protein is the goat because it helps you to stay full and it also is more thermodynamic than carbohydrates and fats. So it takes more work, more energy, which is the key word, to burn a source of protein than it does those other nutrients. So I'm burning more calories in digesting the protein. So all of those things matter when you're trying to be scientifically based in losing your weight. So I started calculating and tracking my macros and my calories every day. And I would report in every week, which call it a check-in, and I would say, hey, yes, yes, I was compliant to what my calories and my macros were established to be. And so I was consistently losing weight because if something happened to where my metabolism adjusted, then my calories would be adjusted. So if I was losing weight too quickly, my calories were increased. If I was losing weight too slowly, my calories would decrease because I was trying to be in a caloric deficit, right? Now, I also took diet breaks, which is basically where I ate at maintenance as well too. So that was transformative for me because it took out all the BS. And it just drilled it down to the science of nutrition so that I knew exactly what I needed to eat, how much I needed to eat to be able to achieve the weight loss goal that I had. Then, I mean, my husband is really the goat here, I guess, because he introduced me to weightlifting. And at first I was like, "Mm, you know, I don't really know if weightlifting is for me. I've primarily just done a bunch of HIIT training and cardio on my Peloton, like that's kind of been my thing. I love getting out of breath and all of that. And I was like, ooh, I've seen some of the weightlifters like on social media and I do not want my body to look like that. (laughs) But then I started getting connected with people that weight trained that didn't look like the overbulked steroid steroid using women that I had typically seen. And I started seeing like some shape and People were transforming the way that their body looked. Like the they were able to go from sometimes like these more straight figures to almost hourglass figures from being from lifting weights. I was like, okay, well let me let me try that out. Like I like trying new things. And so I did a challenge with Coach Mark Carroll, who was on Instagram. And if you want to start getting into weightlifting, I suggest you follow him. He's really good. His weightlifting is science-based as well, too. And oh my gosh, like my body started to transform. Um, Just to keep it real, like after my kids, I had no butt anymore. It was like pretty much a pancake back there, (laughs) like a droopy pancake. But learning how to train my glutes, I started getting muscle back there again and started getting shape to that area. My waist started thinning because when you're doing compound lifts and weightlifting along with a quality nutrition plan and getting that protein in, then you really can start also strengthening your ab muscles. And that was really important for me too. After two C-sections, the things that those do to your body, like my stomach didn't even look human anymore. So getting into weightlifting 
really, really helped me with that. And it built my confidence because you feel like one bad mama when you can like deadlift all this weight, when you can squat all this weight, when you can start doing pull-ups, like you feel so freaking strong. And there's so many reasons why I weightlift, but just a couple that are coming to mind real quickly is not only the aesthetics that it gives me, but just the mental health component. You may have heard me talk before that I dealt with postpartum depression, and I've also had other traumas in my life, like being in abusive relationships and feeling powerless, feeling like I had no control, but being in the weight room and being able to lift heavy is so empowering. And the mind-body connection and the stimulation that you get in your muscles from pushing and pulling the weight, it makes you feel connected to your body again. I had a habit of disassociating a lot of the time just to cope with different situations that I was in. But weightlifting, you feel that to your core. Like you feel it in your body when you're moving that weight. And again, just to see the transformation in my body was just so empowering for me. So that's kind of really how I started feeling good in my skin again. And I just had a different walk to me. That's the thing. It's like when you transform your body, it really transforms your whole vibe, like how you walk in the world. So I'm planning on starting coaching other women who want to nail down their nutrition and really take away all of the fluff and all of the hype and the unfair marketing out there around losing weight and getting to the strong body that you want to be in through science-based nutrition and coaching and just helping you to feel good in your skin again, to look in the mirror and smile and like what you see when you see what reflects back. There is nothing like that feeling. And that's why I take <laughs> that's why I take my gym selfies cuz I'm like, "Dang, girl, you looking good in that mirror." I'm like, that's a beautiful thing to have and I want other women to have that. I've actually helped other women get started on tracking their macros and just watching my friends who have been able to start doing this and the confidence that they are building and the weight loss that they've had with not trying to get skinny, but just get to a healthy weight and then start getting strong and starting with their lifting. Like it's been so fun to watch and to be able to be a part of leading them towards that. So I'm going to be doing that same thing. So keep a lookout if you ever want to work with me with coaching. I would love to walk alongside you and help you and support you. There's a lot of strategy behind it. There's a lot of mindset shifts around it. And there's also a lot of changes that have to happen with your relationship with food. And so we cover all of those things when you work with me. So I'll be coming out with that soon at some point. But I wanted to share this this journey with you because it's been such a huge part of my confidence as a woman, as a mom, feeling healthy, and then just knowing that I'm doing my part. Like I'm doing everything I can to be not only healthy for myself because I know that I am worth it. Like I am worth being healthy and being intentional about what I eat, how I feel and look mentally, and the benefits, the health benefits that come along with weight training, which helps with bone density, which helps prevent injuries, which helps 
with your whole mental health state of being. I am worth it and you are worth it too. You're worth being intentional about your body. You're worth taking care of that beautiful temple that God has given you to house your beautiful soul. And I would love to see you get to that point if you're not already to where you are confident in the skin that you're in. And the other thing for me is been a huge why is I want to be there for my kids. Momming is so important to me. I want to be there with my kids through their accomplishments, through their wins, through their trials, through moments where they need someone to come alongside them and support them as they grow into teenagers. And then as they become adults, as they become parents, I want to be the mom, the grandma that's active and fun and energetic, not the one who is hurting to stand up from the couch, who can't play with the kids, who can't come help. That's not who I want to be. I have goals for who I want to be in the future. And I know that my future self will thank me for being intentional about what I decide to put into my body and how I decide to move my body. So I hope this episode gave you some hope if you are on this journey of feeling comfortable in your own skin and helps you to start thinking about prioritizing your health and knowing that you're worth it. And I hope that you enjoyed the episode and please, please join me again next week for next week's episode. If you haven't connected with me on social media, you can reach me on Instagram at Stacy Michelle McCray. I also have a Facebook group for moms called Faithful Mom Boss, where I share all of the details around the podcast, new episodes coming out, and just trying to connect with the mom community there. I also have a blog at stacymichellemccray.com where I am trying to build up a blog of writing written or written content, if you will. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do so. If you're on Apple Podcasts, it's that little purple square and you can just hit the plus button once you're on the Faithful Mom Boss show. And if you have time, please, please leave me a five-star review with a written comment on what you love about the podcast. I would love if you could do that so that other mamas, other supporters of mamas can get in contact with the podcast. I hope you have an excellent week. And I'll see you